Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. This shit better be on. This shit better be on. Hello? Hello? I, it can hear me. It can hear me. Yeah, it can hear me. We are on episode four. Can you believe it? Wow, we made it. We finally made it. Nigga, we made it. Yes, nigga, we motherfucking made it. Finally. Okay, we're on episode four. Four for four. So, here we go, guys. We got some stuff to get into. How are you? We made it. So far, so hood, right? We up in here. It's August. You know how August is every single year. August is one of the most stressful, hectic months of the year because you know why. We all know why. But it's okay because we're here. We made it through another week and a lot of shit has gone down, okay? A lot of shit has gone down. I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. If you are not Following the So Far So Hood Show Instagram, go follow that at So Far So Hood Show. You can follow my Instagram at Zach underscore iconic underscore Thomas. And make sure you rate and review. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it. Make sure you rate and review, okay? We don't. <laughs> you need to rate and review, all right? All right? Please, please. It's for the algorithm. It's for the algorithm. <laughs> So we have some good things to get into for real. Like, you know, we have rumors by Lizzo that came out. You know, we're going to get into that. You know, you already knew. Then we have this historical infrastructure bill that was passed through the Senate, the bipartisan infrastructure bill that I'm going to talk to you about. And I'm going to give it to you the hood, Zach Iconic Thomas way so that you can understand what the fuck is in this bill. Because most people, they don't go out and look into this stuff, but I do. All right. I like reading this stuff and sitting down with it. The bill is, I'm pretty sure it's thousands and thousands of pages. I haven't read the actual bill, but I am interested in trying to. Because, you know, most of these senators, they don't even read the damn bill. Hell, shit. And then, hmm, what else? We might talk about Governor Andrew Cuomo. Even though I don't live in New York City or in New York State, um, I might still talk about that. We might grace over that because... Hmm, that's a very sticky situation that he got himself into. And today's topic will be getting the hard things done, which will be giving you some tips on time management and getting back to school. So, yeah, and it could be applicable to multiple things, not just going back to school. So, yes, me giving giving you time management advice. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's here. We are here. The. The roles have flipped, the tables have turned around, and things are getting crazy. I'm better with my time management now, actually, believe it or not. It's crazy. It's crazy. But let's get into these topics, and let's start off with Rumors by Lizzo. Motherfucker! Motherfucker! Lizzo. Lizzo. That's it. That's the word. That's the word of the day. That's the word of the week. That's the word of the month. Lizzo, Lizzo, Lizzo. Holy shit. 
Holy shit. Holy shit. When I tell you I love this song, I cannot get enough of it. You guys, I want to cry. I'm a Lizzo stan. Let me tell you, I have been listening to Lizzo for so long. I've mentioned this before, I'm pretty sure, but Lizzo, I have been here before the hype, okay? I'm always before the hype, and Lizzo, I have been here, and I love Lizzo so much. So, so to see her come back after not releasing music for two years, like, damn, because the last album she released, which was called Because I Love You, banger, banger, it was a hit. It was a hit, okay? And there's so much more to Lizzo than just those big hits that she has, like Truth Hurts. And people will say this song sounds like Truth Hurts. Like, what the hell? What the hell are y'all on? What the hell? Whose pill cabinet did y'all crack into? What do you mean this sounds like? Let's just talk about the song. Okay, let's talk about the song. So, I give it an 8 out of 10, which is really high, okay? 8 out of 10 is good, right? That's like... An 8 out of 10 is a good-ass motherfucking banger. A 9 out of 10 would be like a masterpiece. And a 10 out of 10, you're getting into that Beethoven-type other type world shit okay so an 8 out of 10 for this song is really good i really love it it's a great fucking song like if you haven't listened to it listen to it listen to it now listen to the song now because what what when you first start the song it feels like a roller coaster like if you listen in the background you can hear like the 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 instrumentals it's like ching 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 oh my god <laughs> It feels like you're on a roller coaster. And then as soon as the roller coaster is gliding, then that's when she gets into the verse. And she's like, that's my shit. That is my shit. It feels like an experience to me, to me. A lot of people are hating on the song. Y'all need to, y'all will hate on the sky being blue. Like, God damn, please. Oh, please. Some key lyrics that really stuck out to me was as soon as the song started when she said, they don't know I do it for the culture. All right. That one statement alone is so powerful because if you did not see Lizzo's live, I saw it in real time because I'm a real fan. So when it said Lizzo be eating his live, I was like, I got to I got to go see my girl Lizzo's live. And she was fucking crying. She was fucking crying because of the negativity and Everything that comes with being a plus-size black woman and releasing music in this industry. People are just, they're so baffled that how can someone who's plus-size, who's black, who's a woman, be 10 times as successful as me? So they go out and they hate on Lizzo. They say these awful things about Lizzo. Even black people, black women, gay men. Everyone, they just have something negative to say about Lizzo because they just are baffled that she's the fucking shit. They are so baffled that Lizzo is the shit and she's here to stay. You can't get rid of her, bitch. You can't get rid of her, bitch. The song was in top 10 everywhere. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts. It was all over the place, okay? The song is doing great. And to have not released music for two years and to come back like that, she's a hit. She's a hit, and she's not going anywhere, okay? Okay? So when she says, they don't know I do this for the culture, she's standing up to these motherfuckers, all right? She's doing her shit, and people really need to go hard for Lizzo because there's, like, always a hype train, and then, 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 then there's a motherfucking 
then there's a hate train, you know? So we really don't need to let this hate train go any further because we don't need to tear down any more black women, all right? The time for that is done. It's done. It's about to be 2022. The time for that is over. Overall, I'm just so pleased and amazed with the song. We're just talking about the song here. And Cardi's part, damn, that was my favorite Cardi rap that I've heard in a long time. That was amazing. I'm a Bronx bitch with some pop hits. Go off. Go off. I'm not even a big Cardi fan like that, but go all the way off. I love it. I love it. I love it. And let's get into this video. The Hercules-themed video... Oh, just watching Lizzo just move. It's magical. It's freaking magical. She looks so gorgeous. The backup dancers were gorgeous. The video just, it feels good. Like the song, it feels good. Be happy. People don't want to be happy anymore. People don't want to be happy, so they just hate. All right? It gives me everything I need. Lizzo, thank you. Thank you. Claps. Claps. Give you some ASMR action. Claps. During the month of August, you know, it's not all about being hectic and crazy. Things get done in August. Things get done. Like, for instance, with Lizzo, she got this motherfucking song out, this video out. And speaking of getting things done, we got this infrastructure bill that I am excited about an infrastructure bill. So that's how you know we have gotten to the point to where I am in college really hard. and I'm ready to go about my business because I am... I cannot believe Joe Biden got a bipartisan infrastructure bill through the Senate. Do you guys know how big this is? But it's a it's a it's displaying the staple of democracy that this country really is like he did it. You know how polarized everything is now and how divided everything is and how since the last presidency, things are very divided and very intense. So to get this bipartisan infrastructure bill passed. It's legendary, legendary. It's called being a progressive that gets things done. All right, that's what I was trying to say when I was literally in middle school, when people would support, you know, the idea of free college, free such and such, and all these other ideas that Senator Bernie Sanders at the time when he was running was throwing out. It's like, okay, the idea is amazing, but how do you get these things done and through the Senate? Okay, the Senate and the act of Congress is very difficult. So you have to compromise, but you always push for what you want and you get as much as what you want through that motherfucking bill. And Joe Biden, woo, woo, Joe Biden, that's, ooh, man. Wow, I'm going to break this bill down for you really quickly, really quickly. There's a whole lot of money in this motherfucker, okay? There's a whole lot of money in this bill, all right? And it's very, it's amazing. So let me read it to you. There's $110 billion for roads, bridges, and major projects. One in five miles or 173,000 total miles of highways and major roads and 45,000 bridges are in poor condition. This investment will repair and rebuild our roads and bridges with a focus on climate change mitigation, resilience, equity, and safety. So boom, roads, bridges, major projects, checkmate. There is 89.9 billion for public transit, over 24,000 buses, 
5,000 rail cars, 200 stations, and thousands of miles of track and signals and power systems in the, in the United States need replacement. The bipartisan, bipartisan infrastructure deal provides $89.9 billion in guaranteed funding over the next five years to repair and modernize our public transit. Public transit, checkmate. There is $66 billion for passenger and freight rail. This is the largest investment in passenger rail since Amtrak was created 50 years ago. This investment includes grants for Amtrak, Northeast Corridor Modernization, partnership grants for intercity rail service, including high-speed rail, rail improvement and safety grants, grade crossing and safety improvements all across the board. So, passenger and freight rail, checkmate. There is $7.5 billion for the first ever national network of electrical vehicle chargers. The U.S. market share of plug-in electrical vehicle sales is only one-third of the size of the Chinese electrical vehicle market. The bill will provide funding for the deployment of electrical vehicle chargers to provide convenient charging where people live, work, and shop. And this would institute the first ever program to reconnect communities cut off by transportation infrastructure. The infrastructure bill, which is... Bipartisan, may I mention again, includes $1 billion for dictated funding for planning, designing, and reconstructing the street grids, parks, and other infrastructure of the United States of America. So you hear all that money, all that money getting thrown around in the air, but we still have to get it through the House, though. It's a whole act of Congress, but we got it through the Senate, which is the hardest part of doing anything. So it's going to get passed because... Nancy Pelosi, the Speaker of the House, she gets things done and it's going to go into effect. And this is going to be great. It's going to create millions of jobs in the Biden administration after passing the American Rescue Plan and now doing the bipartisan infrastructure deal. Don't say nothing. Don't say nothing because it's always something, you know, people always say very much something, you know, they always have something to say. The bill passed in the Senate 69 to 30, which included Republican Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, who voted in favor of the bill. So all Democrats voted and then there were Republicans who voted. So it totaled to 69 votes in favor of the bipartisan infrastructure deal, which is absolutely amazing. Thank you to the United States Senate and President Biden for actually... Please, y'all, y'all just calm down. Y'all all just need y'all coffee. Y'all just need to chill out. It's all right. Y'all be up there cussing and fighting and throwing nails and throwing elbows. And it's not that deep. Y'all just need to sit down and get these bills, pa- get these bills passed through and help the American people. Damn. Damn. And now we're going to talk about Andrew Cuomo really, really quickly because even though I need to mind my um, non-New York business, This is some crazy shit right here. And most people, if they're not really connected to the the political news, they don't even know that this shit has happened. So if you are triggered by discussion of, damn, who the fuck is pumping and shit? What the fuck? If you are triggered by discussions of sexual harassment or sexual assault i suggest you skip ahead a little bit because the discussion at hand is new york attorney general letitia james 
concluded an investigation stating that Governor Cuomo of New York sexually harassed 11 women by doing off-putting, off-putting hugs, touching, kissing, groping, casual, over-the-line language. And it's very, it's very disheartening to talk about and to hear and to even see in a headline because that's, you know, as a young person who looks up to the political figures of today, especially the ones in the Democratic Party, you expect more because you know how the other side works and what they do and how they don't care about those things. And that's how they handle themselves. But on the side that you look up to, you know, when people know better and they know better than to lie about not knowing what they did. So it's very disappointing for Governor Cuomo to just not be the person who he really was. Like, damn, I really thought he was going to be a future president, potentially, but nah, nah. I sat down and I watched his 20-minute speech, and you can tell that there's a lot of political tricks and things you use to talk to your audience to make them feel more comfortable. And I just, I could see right through it. But at the end of the day, there is a new governor in New York. Andrew Cuomo is resigning. It will be effective. When this podcast gets released, it's going to be effective in less than two weeks. So New York will be getting a new governor. The New York Lieutenant Governor, Kathy Hochul, will be taken over as governor in New York. And she will be the first female governor of New York, I believe. So, wow, what a a full circle moment. My heart goes out to the victims. It's very disheartening. Like, it really makes me want to cry. And this is not a podcast for crying. Okay, not yet. Not yet. So, we're going to move on to our break before a nigga starts crying. So, enjoy your break. You know it's only like a little a little five second break, but go run and get you a snack or something. Go run. Who knows? Go do something. Enjoy your break. We'll be right back with our topic, which will be about getting the hard things done and time management. Because boo boo, if you don't have time management, you're gonna get snatched up by your boosty fade. So we'll be right back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Actually, welcome back to school, all right? Oh, oh, did that give you a flash? Welcome back to school. Oh, oh, it's school season. Oh, spooky, ooky, ooky. Yeah, this is the real Halloween, okay? People think that October is Halloween. Nah, as soon as they start showing them little crunchy back-to-school commercials and they start having them little crunchy colors all over the place, Nah, that's the real Halloween, okay? We are in Halloween season because most people have started school. Some people are 
Not in school yet. I'm still enjoying my summer, so <laughs> I haven't started school yet. That's why I'm trying to get my stuff together now so that when school starts, I'm not snatched up by my boosie fade. So that's why today's topic is going to be about time management, getting the hard things done, self-care. And like I said earlier, this applies to more than just school. This applies to life in general and having to get done all the shit that comes with just living on this planet. Now, depending on what you do, there's different beasts in life that you fight. For instance, if you're in high school right now versus you being in college, those are two different beasts that you have to fight. However, the time management part of your life, it could it's interchangeable. You can do whatever you need to do within those 24 hours. Okay, you look at those 24 hours in that day. You're like, okay. I'm going to do this shit. I'm going to eat this shit up because as soon as you start comparing the amount of time you're spending on your schoolwork or work in general or your side hustle, maybe you can start piecing together the things that you need to do throughout the day. And it becomes way easier. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, because I come from a, a state of procrastination where just I really just not did not feel like doing things. But when people ask me, how, how do you do so many things? It's because when you're very defiant, you have to, you have to turn that defiance back around on yourself. You have to defy yourself in a way and be like, okay, even though I said, I'm going to do this later, I'm going to do this now. Like, no, I'm going to defy myself and do this now. Cause I know I need to get this done. So that's also a key to getting rid of that procrastination so that you can get in tune with doing better time management and stuff. And another key is make sure you do the things you want to do while you can. If you feel like you want to do that thing and it's accessible, do it. Please do it, because if you don't do it, you're going to be looking back and cussing yourself out because then you're going to be up in school, up in work, doing this and this and that. And then you're going to be looking back like, Damn, why didn't I go to that event? Damn, why didn't I sit there and watch that show? Damn, why didn't I read this book? You're going to really be mad at yourself because then as soon as you get snatched up in the wave of school and work, you'll be like, wow, I just missed my free time. And even in the midst of that, you're going to have free time, but really soak in every second that you can and just do it. Be like Nike and just do it. If you want to do it, go do it. Trust me, because... Your ass is going to be stressed out later by something else that happens in life. And you're going to need that good memory to be like, OK, all right. It balances everything out. It balances everything out. And that makes it easier to just manage time in general. Like all around, this is the key to how I do it and how I keep things leveled without losing my motherfucking mind. And on top of everything, you know, you know, you already know. Being a minority has something, has something to do with every single aspect of your life, regardless of what anyone wants to fucking say, it does. And that pertains to how you manage your time and how you do your self-care and how you go and do the things that you want. Because especially minorities, if you are able to go on that trip, go to that event, go do it. Because your, an- <laughs> your ancestors are, are literally chanting, being like, go do it. Because we fought for you to be able to go to that party with your white friend, okay? Go do it. Yeah, I went there. I went there. Go do the things that you want to do and be happy before shit gets crazy. Because 
people are always so regretful that they don't take the opportunity to go do things for themselves. Because there's this analogy I saw on my TikTok page. I forgot the lady's name. I need to give her a shout out. I might put her in the bio. Maybe not, you know, shit. But she she compared the the span of 24 hours to having 24 M&Ms or 24 Skittles. And it really fucked me up because she was like, how many of these M&Ms slash Skittles are you going to give to other people? Because you can never get them back. And I was like, wow. Wow. Motherfuckers been eating my M&Ms for years. Motherfuckers been eating my M&Ms for years. It's hours off your life that you can never get back. That you spent arguing with so-and-so. That you spent putting in that negative energy. That you could have used building yourself or having some better time management or getting ready for your next adventure. And it's like, don't let a motherfucker eat all your Skittles. Because I've been letting motherfuckers march in my shit. Once I saw that, I was like, that is one of the best analogies that I've ever heard in my life. And so after that, I just get you a sickening planner. This planner I have above my head right now, it holds everything that I need to keep myself together so that you have time to read a book. You have time to go do that workout. You have time to go on that date. You have time to go watch that TV show. You have time to go to work. You have time to um, study for that test. You have time to do all these things if you just piece the puzzle together correctly. Because let me tell you, I wasn't always like this. I want to tell you I was so far gone. I cannot explain to you. Just, it was like, just imagine being dragged constantly throughout the day like, Oh, damn, I had to do this. Oh, damn, I got to do that. Oh, damn. And you're like doing your homework while you're trying to eat your lunch, while you're trying to enjoy your day. And it's it's hell. It's hell on earth. I'm telling you, there's always a time to stop. And the time is now. (laughs) So please, let's both do some good ass time management and get on our shit. Because when I tell you it works, it really does work. It really does work. And regardless, regardless of how much you plan and manage, there's always going to be stress. There's always going to be bullshit. There's always going to be people saying stupid shit. There's always going to be people doing stupid shit. It just is unavoidable. It comes with life. So that's why it's important to make sure you reward yourself more than you punish yourself. Okay, because it's easier to really get down. Because I know it's easy for me to be like, damn, why didn't I do this, this, and that? Don't, just don't, don't, don't even do yourself like that. Reward yourself more than you punish yourself. Get back up. Look towards the next day. Be thankful that you get to look towards the next day and do better. Do better. Because I'm telling you, you need to go through with the things you say you want to go through. Because people, they always look back. And they'd be like, damn. Also, another thing that really helps is take a look at the silver lining in the bigger picture of everything. Even the smallest little things you do, like walking out your front door. Take a look at the bigger picture of everything. Really soak in every single blessing and realize that whatever problem that is going to conflict with your time management or your goals is going to be okay because you're going to be triumphant in the end. You're going to make it. You're going to motherfucking make it. It's going to be okay. Don't take things 
too seriously. All right. That's another thing that I've learned. Don't take things too seriously because most of the time it's not that important. It's just fucking annoying. Okay. It's just fucking annoying. Nine times out of 10, it's not that important or detrimental to your whole life. It's just fucking annoying. It's just fucking annoying. So make sure you take time to look at your blessings and be like, damn, I'm grateful that I have this. I have that. I have this. And all around it, it mends together and it makes it to where you are subconsciously just, you might not even need the planner eventually to where you're just doing shit and you have like this body clock set to where you're just on your shit regardless. So it's up to the listener of this podcast right now. Cause I know that's where I want to do. And that's what I'm doing in order to keep my life stable. But I don't know. I love my listeners. I don't know what kind of lives everyone lives. Some people are probably more productive than me because when I tell you, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I still be like, oh, I run on CP time. All right. I run on colored people time. If I say I'm going to be there at five to pick you up, it's going to be 545, baby. It's going to be 545. It's called colored people time. All right. Five CP, five CP. With all joking aside, it's really important to take every single minute that you have because you're not getting that shit back. You're not getting any younger. You're not getting any younger. I'm telling you, your M&Ms are not coming back. Your Skittles are not coming back. So take that time. Make sure you really look at the bigger picture of things and what you want and why you want the things that you desire. And remember, you have to defy yourself sometimes. You have to be like, no. I'm not going to procrastinate. You have to do a double on yourself. It's called like the porcelain doll effect. You're going to be like, okay, I need to do this. And then you're going to be like, nope, I'm not going to do it. Then you need to be like, nah, nigga, you're doing this shit because you say you're going to do it. So you really have to defy yourself, which is hard. It's easier to defy other people and other systems to make things better, but it's hard as fuck to defy yourself to make things better. So that's the real test. All right. That's the real test. So that's that's my little secret to getting things done. You know, I'm giving you little keys and little treats to where people always ask me, how do you do this? How did you handle so much in high school? How did you handle how do you handle so much now? In high school, I was getting dragged. I don't know. I just I was just doing it. But now I have a planner. I keep things in order more. I organize more. I I realize that I'm a black gay man in South Mississippi and that I need to care for myself more than other people do sometimes because it's harder. It's harder. You have to balance it out because, you know, you go through stupid shit on the daily to where people just they look at you a certain way and they perceive you a certain way and they say certain things just because of you being gay and just because of you being a black man or just because of you being different. Regardless of anything, don't let nothing throw you off your motherfucking shit, all right? Don't let anything throw you off your shit regardless because that's why I love doing this show every single week. Checking in, spilling some tea, doing a topic, talking about a beautiful black person at the end, doing this every single week because life goes on. Life moves on. Whether I'm here or not, whether this the person listening to this is here or not, life moves on. The 
the river keeps flowing and my ass is going to be in the motherfucking boat because I'm not drowning again, right? I'm not drowning. I'm not getting my hair wet again. I'm not drowning this time. I'm going to be in a motherfucking boat. Better yet, a motherfucking yacht flowing right on through because life goes on. So manage your time. Think wisely about who you give your time to and what you do with your time. And also, one final thing. Sometimes the best thing to do with your time is nothing. Sometimes a break is the most efficient thing you could possibly ever fucking do. Keep that in mind also. So we'll be back with our Zach Excellent segment. Take you a little quick break. Go in, click your heels together. Go do your nails, you know. Go buy you a plane ticket. Go go to college. Go raise a family. I'm just playing. We'll be right back. <laughs> We are back. We are back. And we are back for that segment. That segment that we both know we love. We love to death. We are back with Zach Excellence. And this week, Zach Excellence goes to the beautiful Amanda Gorman. Now, Amanda Gorman was from the inauguration, if you do not remember. And she did that beautiful poem that shook the whole crowd like, oh, I love her. I love her so much. So I'm going to read you a little bit about Miss Amanda Gorman. Amanda Gorman is the youngest inaugural poet in U.S. history, as well as an award-winning writer and graduate of Harvard University, which is where she studied sociology. She has written for the New York Times, and she has three books forthcoming with Penguin Random House. She was born and raised in Los Angeles, where she began writing at only a few years of age. Now her words have won her invitations to the Obama White House and to perform for Vice President Al Gore, Secretary Hillary Clinton, and others. Amanda has performed multiple commissioned poems for CBS This Morning, and she's spoken at events and venues across this country, including the Library of Congress and Lincoln Center. She has received a genius grant from OZY, as well as recognition from the Scholastic Incorporation, Young Arts. She's won the Glamour Magazine College Woman of the Year Award, and she's won a Webby Award. She has written for the New York Times newsletter called The Edit, and she penned the manifesto for Nike's 2020 Black History Month campaign. In 2017, Amanda Gorman was appointed the first ever national youth poet by Urban Word, a program that supports youth poets in more than 60 cities, regions, and states nationally. She is the recipient of the Poets and Writers Barnes and Nobles Writers for Writers Award. Dang, that's a lot of writers and is the youngest board member of 826 National. And she is the... Ooh, she... Now, when I say trailblazing, the spreadsheet, like, my brain is doing loops. I can go on for days. But this is Amanda Gorman. This is someone who just... I just wanted to bring light back to her because it... She was in the spotlight for January, but right now we're in a time of still 
there's intense, there's an intense political climate. So I wanted to read a few words from the inaugural poem, which she did at the inauguration. We have learned that just is always justice. We have our eyes on the future while history has its eyes on us. There's always light if we are brave enough to see it. There's always light if we are brave enough to be it. And that is our episode for this week, you guys. Thank you for coming back. Thank you so much. Make sure to go follow the So Far So Hood Show Instagram at So Far So Hood Show. Follow my Instagram at Zach underscore iconic underscore Thomas. And please rate and review on Apple Podcasts. And the best way to share the podcast is by word of mouth. Tell your homegirl, tell your dog, tell your cat. Just talk about the podcast because people already be talking about me anyway. So talk about the podcast too. So yes, share me around. Thank you so much for listening. I love you. Come back next week so we can make sure our lives stay so far so hood. Farewell.